These guys are all about send it. In fact, they're probably going to get tattoos, uh, matching tattoos that say hashtag send it. If it's ever a question, should we do this treatment or should we not do this treatment? They err on the side of, by golly, push it, push it, push it, pedal to the metal. Welcome to Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve. More than just a podcast, it's the place for insights you can apply immediately to your farm operation for increased success. This episode of Cutting the Curve is brought to you by Ag Explore. With innovative products that improve fertilizer efficiency, protect yield, and reduce stress, Ag Explore helps maximize field potential. Find out how Ag Explore can help you get more out of your crop at agexplore.com. And now, here's your host, Damian Mason. Greetings and welcome to another fantastic episode of Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve. Got a great topic for you today. It's about keeping the pedal to the metal. It's one of Chad Henderson and Dickel Road's favorite concepts. So what they did is kind of interesting, in fact, and it might end up being something that we do more of, and I'm kind of excited to tell you about it, but more importantly, they're excited to tell you about it. They went out at Black Layer. They went out like a month before the combines are running on corn and did another application. You know that time when everybody says, yep, corn's made, it's all done. Just sit back and wait till it dries down a little bit. They didn't do that because they're all about sentence. They went out there way past anybody else ever would have thought, and they did a couple of applications, and they have results that prove it was worth doing. We'll start with Temple first, because he told me, hit the record button. I want to tell everybody about this. Tell us what you did. So what we did was, I, let me just tell you the baseline story. So I, uh, back in August, Chad and I was talking a bunch about, you know, uh, of course, the send it thing. And we was going to put a late season application on. And we were like, what What are we going to put on? What, what? Why are we going to do it? What are we doing it for? Um, so I sent him a regimen. I said, hey, look. Here's what I'm thinking about. This is why I'm thinking about it. He said, hell yeah, send it. That's him. Hell yeah, send it. And I said, good. I'm glad I got your opinion because I already did it. So it was put out on the 23rd, 24th of August. We harvested it right there the first part of October, um, you know, just a little over a month out in between. And what we put on was we put a high phosphorus blend on um trying to get energy into that plant we put a pgr in there of course we put a fungicide in we put two different insecticides in because at that point we had some bugs we had some stink bugs and we had some other problems so we put two different blends of insecticide on there we put a sugar out we added a humic acid to it um and we put some potassium acetate on there and the reason that we did all of this is we were trying to drive that plant to try to get it a little bit further and it was just a test it was just a trial we both did kind of the same thing we used some different products from different companies but we compared them both and what we found was huge results um, we found it in the field i took my ncga trial there um I don't know if Chad took, Chad, where did, you didn't take your NCGA trial there, did you? Well, I did it on the NCGA stuff, and in the trial, I skipped over on the other side of the pivot and made a one, one round with a sprayer. So that would be, right. you know, it's 48 rows on a pass. So that would be to a one swipe of that with enough where you could see. So, you know, because we do so much a lot of times on contest or NCGA type corn, and we just do everything. And sometimes we try to break it up. I'll take a farm and I'll, once I do the NCGA, I'll break up different segments of it 
of what I'd done in pieces to see which one affected what. And when I'd done that one, it showed out. Like we knew that we needed a late season phosphor steel. We don't really know how late, you know. I mean, obviously it was after brown silk, you know, and but we, we've hit it with that good load of phosphorus and the good load of K, like you was talking about, sugar source, and, uh, you know, another might have been another fungicide or fungicides or insecticides. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, so, a little bit of everything. So let's just talk about now. It's We don't want – I'm all about sending it, and I think it's cool that you guys are all about pushing it and trying new stuff and getting a little bit over the top because, remember, um, uh, there's, there's, there's mechanics, there's tacticians, and then there's people that just kind of are like, just put me in the game and I'm by God, I'm going to, I'm going to run through that line. And I like it. That sometimes you guys are just put me in the game. I'll run through the line. You did do this knowing that you were going to have some problems met, or, you know, you're like this one thing we think is happening late season, but the mix of products you put together, who came up with the, who came up with the prescription? Uh, <laughs> Well, see, I, I, go ahead. I, I'm gonna tell you my part of it. So I called, uh, you know, which I always I talk a good bit to Brewer Blessed, you know, with Ag Explorer. Talk a good bit with Tommy, you know, Mark Cooch, you know, all these guys, you know, Stephanie or Molly with Ag. I mean, we talk to all our sponsors on a regular basis. If you don't, people that are listening to this, if you don't get you a couple, two or three guys that these are good people, agronomic people that are not salesmen. You know, they're, they're, you know, a lot of times they'll pull the reins back on me and Temple will tell you probably the same thing. Yeah. But, we, you know, we, we kind of get, we, we're all bouncing ideas off each other a lot of times. And we know what we need. We see it in, here we go, I'm going to say it, tissue samples. We yeah. see it in tissue samples. Right. But, but we kind of know where we need and, and where we drop off at. And we're trying to get in front of that curve of dropping off. So when we do it, you know, we'll do this and we – you know, the phosphorus piece is really, I've always added the K-Late. I've always added the, the you know, let's, let's say an Octane or, you know, Mark Nims Tiva, MMTS. You know, I, I hate to start dropping names here, but, you know, we always added these sugar sources late to carbon sources. We know that this stuff drives energy and we know it drives weight in there. But this phosphorus piece is something that we just kind of, that I've done this year. And, and um, you know, we know, I don't really know who come up with it all. I just started. All right. So yeah, somewhere between our five different companies that you, like you said, between nature's agro liquid. Uh, I don't think that anybody came up with it. It was more of a process of exactly what we do on XA all the time. It was stemmed upon a, a conversation between all of us and some of the members as well. And it was a conversation of Chad and I was like, Hey, this guy said this, or this guy said that man, what do you think about this? You know, and, and, just back. And another thing is about balance too, Temple. You know, talk about balance yep. because we've kept balance through the year. So we don't want to go out there and just treat a K or treat a phosphorus deal. Well, we're, we're better at keeping balance. It's it, for Chad and I, especially on our irrigated acres, we're good about keeping balanced in that because we know the guarantee that we're going to get out of that. Like it's harder to keep balance in uh, dry land because we never know what we're going to have. So we don't want to dump a bunch of money on it and then go out there and pick a bunch of 100 bushel corn. But on our irrigated ground, we are very, very specific on exactly what we're going to do because we can give it what it needs when it needs. All right, did you both, did both of you use the same concoction on this, on this treatment that you put on? No, uh, similar, similar, but different. 
the main thing is you did it five weeks before the combines ran. Is that what mm -hmm. I'm hearing? Simple. Yeah. Five weeks before the combines ran is when you did your treatment, Chad. How I did you... mine with an airplane. Yep. What about you, Chad? I did it. I did it. It was probably in the six and a half week sometime time frame because I done in mind when the fence sprayer was here. Okay. So you, you know, did... so so that was part of the key too on mine. I don't have always a way to put put it out aerial. You know, yeah, I can get the airplane to do it, and I have a good pilot, good friend. But with a fence here, you can get those definitions and lines when they brought it down to let me run, you know, it was a good time to do this stuff. Well, see, mine wasn't quite as defined as what Chad's was because mine was an airplane um, aerial and I had to go back and get the application map from uh, my airplane guy, which he gave it to me, but it's not as a defined line as what that sprayer is gonna go in there and put it on yeah. because Chad's putting on 20 gallons and he's blowing it down in there, which is doing a little bit better job in my personal opinion than what an airplane's gonna get, but we got the same type of results. <laughs> All right, so back to the concoction. Neither of you are answering. Did both of you put on the same stuff when you went out there and did this late season? The thing that your neighbors wouldn't have done when you when everybody else says, ah, oh, screw it, that corn's done, you went out and did it. Did you use the same stuff in Alabama that you used in Maryland? Yes, we All used right. phosphorus, potassium, sugar, yep. carbon, fungicide, insecticide. So yes, PGR, PGR, that's PGR, PGR, every single yeah. thing. Okay. So that's a, that's a hefty concoction. All right. So what uh, was your hope? That's, was, that's not empty. That's no, right, well, what was your hope? What, when you did it, what was your, what was your sort of prediction and optimism that would happen? We didn't have none. We were emptying out the shed. I don't know how many times <laughs> we have to tell you this. So I was like, Hey, Chad, I got this. I got that. I got this. He said, you'll send it. So, but you know, yeah. go ahead. On on a on a on a serious note, um, I get the most nervous growing a corn crop after I wide drop. You don't because get nervous. We have That's pivots. a lie. We 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 have pivots in the field, and you know we can keep going, but man, you know, I wide drop and then I feel like I'm done. Right, I'm done. I've done it. You know, and and then we come in there. Well, I can't tell that lie. We put another one on. But, you uh -huh. know, we come in there with our fungicide passes, and sometimes we'll do one early, or sometimes we'll wait till brown silk and do one. But we, it's just hard sometimes because I can't physically. I'm leaning on airplanes or somebody to do it, and I don't really like that a whole lot. Temple knows what I'm talking about. You know, the, yeah. that, that hands-on approach of I know exactly what I've done, where I've done it, it goes out the window when you have to hire somebody else to do it. And I don't have you a, you can, you can drop all that off at the airplane and not know that I'll give you a perfect example. We, I dropped a bunch of stuff off. I didn't have time to go back on my beans and I took a whole bunch of stuff to the airport and it was a big concoction. And then I get a phone call back said, man, this, this, uh, this stuff called onward is laying over here in the corner. Like, was it supposed to go on? I'm like, hell yeah. It all was what synergizes the whole load. Like, yes. So I had to pay them to go back and put on just that over. Like, it was like, I don't know. It was like a thousand acres. And I was, I was pretty pissed about it, but I knew it had to be on, but that's what Chad's talking about. Like knowing that you get it on right time and you know, weather, maybe that's the weather, yeah. you know, at that yeah. time of the year, we got heat. We don't have heat. We make a lot of these sprayings late of the evening or early of the morning, you know, 
and you just see the plane, you know, you're out there and you're under a shade tree eating a piece of watermelon or something trying to cool down, and all of a sudden the plane goes, wow, and you're like, oh, man, you know. And it's 100 degrees out. Hey, <laughs> yeah. what's that? Do you think that the application timing, we know it was late. Do you think that anything played into where the reason you got good results is because there was a little bit of magic there, like it did cool down or everything, where the conditions just right that you think it did it, or you think conditions wouldn't matter and, it, and you think you're going to get this bump regardless? Do conditions, conditions make the difference? Matter. Conditions always matter. I mean, they always matter. A lot of times when stuff don't work, it's because somebody applied it wrong or in the wrong condition that, yeah. and you won't ever get farmers to admit to it. You know, they're going to admit, oh, that didn't work out there. Well, they might have applied it, you know. So, so you know, here at XA, we're trying to, to for both sides, stop and look when something don't work. Stop and look at what hall went on around it to help us all indicate when not to do it. Well, I want everybody to pay attention to this. You know, we all talk about, you know, this might work here, that might work there. What me and Chad were talking about is the fact that He's in Alabama. I'm in Maryland. We decided on this program that we were going to try late season as a trial. And it worked the same for both of us in two different regions, two different soil types. He fights way different problems than what I fight, but we still fight balance. But yet we still come up with about the same amount of bushel increase. And it makes me think this. It makes me think that Maybe some of these earlier applications that I've been putting on things, maybe we've been doing it at the wrong stage. And maybe Chad and I have figured out that there's a different stage that things really need to be facilitated. You know, there's stuff in this blend that I put in there. I added something that maybe Chad didn't end, uh, add in there. It was a different micronutrient pack. But the reason I added that other micronutrient pack that I'm not telling you about right now is because my soil type is problematic with a couple of different things. And that's what is, is important for everybody to understand that they need to know, again, I'm gonna say tissue samples, but with tissue samples over a, a period of time can tell you what your soils lack putting in that plant. Does that make sense? Yep. And you, know, and you know what you know. Don't forget yeah. that. You know what you've applied. You know, I'll talk for just a second on it. You know what you applied. You know where your soil samples are. You know where you started the game at. And then, you know, you know from history. You know, I'm not down on tissue samples. It's just that I've pulled them for 10 years and I have a data log. So I know where they're, where it's going to be, where the plant's going to be at what stage. So I'm getting in front of that curve, you know. And um, sometimes maybe – and this is a maybe, but maybe we're holding those levels. Some of the best corn I've ever grown didn't have the eccentric levels way out the end. It was all uni uniform levels. Yeah. And that's uh, the best corn I've ever grown. It don't have to be way out the other end. It just has to be balancedly brought up together. I guess and what it stays up with a corn plant is growing, then we got a bigger plant, bigger factory. The leaves are bigger. Everything's pulling more. So if you can keep them uniform, level or pushing forward you you're doing something i kind of like that um i kind of heard the temple say what they used to talk about the aha moment all of a sudden it dawned on me maybe we always thought that the corn couldn't absorb stuff past a certain point or that you're wasting your money or you you know the corn's made and that's you know what we call vertical knowledge we've always thought that grandpa told us that or mom and dad told us that whatever and traditional bound thinking 
And then extreme ag, we always say, maybe not. You know what? There was a time when we thought 30 intros on soybeans. Then we thought drill your soybeans and then it crowds out the weeds. And then it was, and it was like, God, can you believe we used to think this? Well, it's still an evolution. And what I'm kind of hearing here is oh, there's a whole bunch of stuff that we're doing. We always thought throw more beans population in. What Kelly Garrett started doing last year, he went with experiments where it was cleared out to what, 35,000 population when we used to think 200,000 was what you needed yeah. per acre. And it still worked. Um, so maybe we're discovering with your two um, experiences that it's not too late to put stuff out there. Is that what I'm kind of hearing? That's the aha moment of it all. And or maybe you were even maybe you were applying stuff sooner than you had to. Yep. You know, but but we you know Temple will tell you this. It's easy to apply early. We can go out there with a herbicide. Yeah. My herbicide's loaded up, but it's easy to apply early in corn. Man, you get this stuff chest high, and now we got a problem. How are we going to get it out there? When you have to load up a gooseneck load to take to the airplane, it ain't easy, and it ain't fun. No. And your airplane man don't really like you either. So, you know, it, it's not – that's the part of it that's so difficult. If it was like soybeans and we could spray them like all the time or wheat and you could just go out there with your sprayer and just spray across them, this would make it a whole lot easier to make more sprayings, you know. Well, that's where I, you know, what you said something about soybeans, Chad. That's where I've made my my soybean yields at. It's not hidden in anything that I've done. It's hidden in the balance. You hit on that. It's hidden in the balance. And it's hidden at the fact that I can go out there and so easily make each application and make another one and make another one and spoon feed that crop all the way out to the end. And we're making that late season application all the way out to when they're actually turning a little bit yellow. We're making one more and just putting a little bit more in there. And surprisingly enough, you can pick up a bushel or pick up a bushel. And I personally think this particular thing that Chad and I have done I feel like it's going to be part of my program um, on my general practices by the way, that's on my irrigated was, acres. That's where I was getting ready to go with you is, uh, is this going to be part of the future? Before we do that, I want to preface this. When you really think about it, our old knowledge, our old thinking was there's a certain point where it doesn't matter anymore. We don't do that with other stuff. We don't stop feeding no. people just because they get grown. <laughs> we, don't, we, yeah. we, we don't. We don't. We uh, don't. We don't take the hogs you know, off feed because they're going to go to market in two and a half weeks. You know, we, no. we, they we, feed we, them right up till the day. Well, yeah, what so, I mean, there is something thinking, to that. What we're not thinking about as farmers is the fact that we don't sell bushels. Okay, we sell weight. Sell pounds. We sell pounds. So we're making when Temple's doing that, we're getting seed size. Kevin Matthews talks about seed size. Yep. Seed size. So we're getting seed size. So size, you know, um, and weight. Are you saying size matters? I, I almost went said. there. I Is that what you? And I was like, Ooh. that's not what they told me. And and so anyway, the weight of it, you know, we're making weight. When we make weight, you made bushels. That's what, that's why I was wondering. Also, by that late season thing, did we take what could have been fifty-two bushel or fifty-two pound? corn yeah. and made it 58 or something did it add did it add test weight because it added it did it change the moisture did, did it do it because it made kernels bigger did it make it so that the kernel came out of the well, ear um, why do you think well, it added weight? mine i'll tell you the difference between mine the the, the, the check versus the the test it was about four, two and a half three points difference in moisture it was that much more that was that much more moisture in it but 
so there was some weight there um but it was the stay green and the healthiness i mean those plants i can send you a picture of the plants i sent it to chad i mean they were black green right out to the end and it was testing 22 23 percent but it looked like it should be testing 35 <laughs> percent. i mean they were chad how green were they yeah yeah it looked like 28 i mean it was a solid i mean the bottom leaves the leaf, I didn't see the leaf at the bottom, but the leaf before the bottom leaf, I know was green, you know, yeah. and uh, you look, you know, when we walk in a field, you know, we talk about walking fields and looking at it and, you know, you start at the bottom and work your way up after that ear gets on and start looking at the plant, you know, and you'll see what you're running out of because it's going to start cannibalizing and eating from the bottom up. And, and by the way, even that late in the season when most people would think, oh, by this point, it doesn't matter. You're saying that that plant is still looking for some nutrients. Clearly, you guys proved it. So that brings me to the next question. The future. You see yourselves doing this in the future. It, 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 the bushels, the, the yield was there. The pounds were there. And, 100%. And yeah. the money, you, you know, we talk about sending that. Well, you know. I, mean, I added, I, I added what, what, what mine cost me. So just so you know, now this is less fungicide, less insecticide. This was the load that I put on was $32.62. I was going to say, according to who you buy it from, it's going to be from $28 to $35. Yep. And now that, that doesn't that include the fungicide or insecticide, but that was a $32 investment. And by the way, at, the, at five weeks before the combine's running, you aren't doing fungicide. So you're, you're not saying that you, you didn't put fungicide in that mix anyway, right? Yep. Oh, I did. You oh, did. I did. Well, All look right. at your pit. Look at your picture I just sent you on your phone, Damien. Did yeah. you get it? Yeah. That's the corn. And that's no, how I don't look at my was. phone when I'm, I don't look at my phone when I'm oh, talking. Oh, I do. Because that would be rude. Well, go ahead and I tell you what, I'm going to give you permission. Go ahead. No, and actually, and by, by the way, dear listen. listener, if you want to see the, if you want to see the aerials on this, Will, our producer, is going to be putting this up. So if you're listening to this when you're in your combine right now and you want to see the visuals, we got the visuals and they're being produced and they're being put on here right now. So go check out the video. All right, here's my question. 33 bucks. And uh, anecdotally, um, well, not anecdotally, it's experimentally, you saw 33 bucks and then the uh, yield bump was? 31 on mine. I think it was 30, 31. 31 times $6? Yeah. Well, yeah. depending on no, how you said, depends like on step, where, yeah, depends on where your where your basis is on and and who. All right. So anyway, the point is, $180, $200 worth of uh, corn sale uh, on a thirty-three dollar treatment. I was wrong. It was I. I I'm not even going to tell you. You can make up your own mind. It was more than thirty bushel, but so call it thirty. It, call it call it. And 30. that's where and that's where it's. What really was your boring. difference? Did you do a region around yours, Chad? To show you the difference between the line I and have, the same. I have not. I just pulled that first one. Really? <laughs> you had plenty of time to pull it. <laughs> yeah, I ain't done it. See, the problem, this is, you know, for the people listening, if I was sitting here watching this and I'd watched all the way through it, me and, Tam me and Temple, and you come up and you told me it made 30 bushel, I'd probably slam a computer down. Yep, I would too. Um, um, because it, we just don't see that as farmers. But when you... When you're, let's say we was sitting here and Temple, what was the population on yours? Uh, 38.5. Well, 39.5 in that area, but yeah, 38.39. Where I done it at, we was from anywhere from which farm, from anywhere from 37 to 44,000. When we're sitting here, that many plants, y'all, and we're sitting here pushed like we pushed 
and way the plants pull like they pull, um, some of that exponentially starts pulling up as well. Because we didn't have on mine, Temple's got pictures of it. I can show you pictures of it. The tip back wasn't there. And I credit a lot of that to, you know, the kernels not drying down on the end as much, us pulling back, which, you know, we were still feeling those. And this is some of the stuff that matters. So don't think you're going to go out there with a 24,000 or 28,000 plants and you're going to pick up 35 bushel. You know, it's it's all in perspective to what you're trying to do and what you, what you, you know, where you're at, I guess. Well, I'm, you know, I, some things, the old thing about it sounds too good to be true, Chad. And yes. what you just said, if I was watching this or listening to this and Temple's telling me for $33, I grabbed 30 more bushels, you'd be like, bullshit. You'd say, come on. Oh, man. it's definitely bullshit. Yeah. Okay, but so you know what? It's not because you obviously did it. And then they say, okay, let's say this, you really, you, you caught everything right. It was the perfect storm, you know, the weather, the conditions, the soil type, whatever. But let's say, let's say it's half right. Let's say it's $33 yeah. and you get yeah. 15 bushels. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's say we gained 10. Yeah. Let's just say we gained 10. That's still, that's still <laughs> double because I only need uh, four five. and a half, five yeah. to pay for it. You yeah, only need so. four and a half, five. So let's just say we gained 10. You know what? And a lot of our trials is going to come out you know, Damien this year, I mean, I'm seeing a, uh, there's a big swing in my trials and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's because of that. I was so hot and so dry when I put the stuff out right at the bottom of the plant or stuff that we've done in fur or stuff that we've done in tube two, I'm seeing a big yield increase. And I don't know if it's because of the season we had and the heat and the dry and we couldn't get to roots, you know, everything we put at the base, it kind of used up and it couldn't expand out further because of the moisture or what it was. But a lot of my trials this year are bigger than they was last year, you know. And I think I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say something about that, Chad. I, I want, you know, when I first started talking to Chad, Chad kept telling me, "Look, I can I think that I can take just about anybody's planter, and I can I can gain them fifteen to twenty bushel by trying to do the right thing up front and getting every plant exactly the same." So you take what he said. And I took that to heart and I made sure that everyone, I mean, I've got perfect stand. I'm trying to get the perfect. You mean about planter, all those things, about, about Chad's, all the way back to the beginning. Well, Chad's, really, all the way back Chad's to the really beginning. good about the mechanical <clears throat> aspect of well, getting the planter set up. So you get even emergence. Uh, so he's, uh, he's, uh, he's particular as hell about trying to get every plant exactly the same. Cause I've sent him pictures before. He's like, Oh man, you, you need, yeah, you got a space in there. You got like a double skip. You got this, you got skip that. Double. And I skip want, double. and skip I want, double. yeah. And I, and I want to kill him. Cause I'm like, damn, I thought that was perfect. But anyway, if you take that all the way from the beginning of what Henderson is saying about trying to get everything perfect from the beginning. And then we're stimulating that plant all the way through. And then you've got all this field full of corn that everyone is exactly the same. So you're manipulating every plant exactly the same way. And they're all at the exact same growth stage. Same thing with soybeans, but it's a lot easier to get a return on some of these things that we're talking about. Hashtag send it on that because you've manipulated every plant at the exact same time at the exact same right stage. So figuring out, so figuring out which field is worth pushing the envelope on and which field isn't is key to all of this. Yeah. Because when you start and it grows and comes out, sometimes what you think and, and, and y'all, we, we can't be perfect on every acre. It's not going to happen. You're not going to be perfect on every, every acre. There's going to be weather events that predict that. 
because sometimes you think, well, there's no way that it'll come out. And then you got the perfect rain on a crusted soil that it all come through, or you didn't get the perfect rain. So just understanding where to push the envelope and where not to push it means a lot in making money. And, you know, people get frustrated. Oh, I made that application. It didn't make me nothing. Well, it's because you was three weeks late or either it was done before you ever got started. So, yeah. so understanding that is, is huge. By the way, I know it's so going- what you're saying is, is you, you're a push it to the limit guy, but you hit the brake once in a while. Cause I've never heard you hit the brakes. No, I don't just hit. It's not hit the brake. It's like I never started. It's just like you spun out in a water box. Like when <laughs> okay, you plant, okay. it don't come up. I'm like, see you. That is done. Let's go to another field. You know, and it ain't always. You know, maybe a contest field or a trial field becomes a field that was was started out to be normal practice, but emergence was so good, and it was growing so good that hey, this just become this field. I got just a question about that, Chad. Um. Do you push it on what is your average to below average stuff because it's going to give it that much more punch? Or do you say, no, those acres are going to only perform average. I'm going to go to my very best stuff and I'm going to give it this final punch because that's like taking your best athlete and then really giving them the juice. Which one do you do? So we, we're in a dry land environment, right? You know, I'm three, I'm, I kid a lot, but I'm three or four days away from a drought at any time. And yeah. we proved that this year. So we, I trickle in every time I plant the same, my planter load is, and my infer load and my two for two load is good. It's good. Like it don't, it don't matter what acre it is. It's, it's freaking on point. All right. So I've spent the money there. Well, then I pull back and I sit there in the herbicide timing. It's good. Well, after that, I pull back again. I'll tell dad and Stuart, like, Hey, if this corn looks really good at, you know, prior to brown silk, I know for a fact that I'm going to be 30 or 40 or 50 pounds short of N and possibly K and possibly P, but I know that in the front. So we keep managing that as we go because we don't know what the weather is going to predict to us. So even late season, so we're proving that you can come in there late and I can trickle this through all the time and keep, keep making corn, but not have, not have all my money spent in the first two months of a corn production because from the start, we've always been that way. Somebody come out and blow all your fertilizer out. You plant it with no infer or tube or two. Somebody blowed all your fertilizer out. Guess what? You're locked in. You're locked in. Weather, hail, flatten, whatever. You put all your money in it. So I'm the guy who just, we just keep trickling along. And as the corn looks better, we keep going. We run in there and we're dry for 10 days at 100 degrees. I'm done. We're not putting any more money in it. Yeah, yeah. So you See, just, we do answered by we're saying it's really thing. you just answered by saying it's really condition specific. It's not uh I'm gonna field do and farm. Field and farm because you can't I can't. I live in Alabama and it's a red soil. I'd love to, you know, be in an I state or some somewhere where the soil's deep, you know. Me like being be in Maryland, you know, where everything's just roses what? and Garden of Eden, you know. Yeah, okay. You know, but okay. and, and, I got it. And, and, and I have things a lot greater than a lot of people have. You know, we all have our own trials. You know, I can get, get out there and take off planting and the soil's 100 degrees, you know, and stuff just comes out of the ground where these guys try to get it to warm up to 60. So, <laughs> but on the backside, it'll get too hot anyway. But, you yeah. know, us as farmers all have our own problems, but. More more, more acres, you're going to do it. This thing about late application when the neighbors thought you were crazy and you're just throwing throwing money at something that doesn't need it, but you just proved that it did work out. You're doing this again next year on more acres. If I have have anywhere around a 200 bushel corn crop, 
I'll be locked in on it. How about that? Does that give you a better yeah. number? You'll be That's doing, you'll, you'll do a late application. If it if looks it's like it's already too over 180 bushel, I'll do it because I can, I know that that plant is healthy enough and run enough that it'll, that it'll take it. It'll take it to the next level. This be a good, this be a good time to flash up his, um, his yield trial in that field and yeah. just show him the show everybody the stripes and that'll make up your mind, especially on irrigated ground. Like yep. when you can manipulate it and you know what kind of crop you're going to grow and you can go out there and make a couple passes in the field and it shows on the, on yield data like that. And you're guaranteeing that you're going to, to pay back that input cost. Yeah, I'm in. Yep. Yeah. So I just think that what you just said there is if you got a crop that's looking pretty damn good and it's like, yeah, this thing is thing. And a lot of people would just say, man, I'll just let it dry. And, and another five weeks will run a combine. You say, that's the one where you go in and hit it Keep one going. more time. Okay. Keep pushing. Yeah. Keep pushing, you know. Send it, as they say. We're calling it why a foliar application to corn at black layer might yield a big payoff. And we just talked about how they did it, why they did it, the reason they think that it would work for you. Uh, it is a little bit experimental, but also it has big payoff potential. These guys are both going to put it on more acres next year. Temple, closing thoughts on this uh, this thing, because you were pretty excited to make sure we got this recorded. Man, I'm just telling you that there's there's things that everybody needs to look at, and we all need to look at it. The key points are know what your crop needs at, at what stages. We're finding out that we need some things later on and we need to figure out like on what soil types you are and what kind of requirements that each individual farm, not mine, not Chad's, everybody's is different. What are our needs out to the end? Cause I might be putting something in there that Chad not, might not require cause he's already got it in the plant and all of those things work in synergy. And it's all about, like Chad said, it's about that balance. It's about that balance and keeping that balance all the way to the end till that combine hits it, man, this thing's big time. And I couldn't be any more excited about it. Chad, you just uh, give me your wrap up. But the thing that really struck me was that you're all about hashtag send it no matter what. But you said, no, no, no. It's going to be if that corn plant is healthy and the conditions are right, then I'll throw that $33 and do that extra work at the end and make this all pop. This, so this thing is all about making money. You know, we talk about hashtag send it and all, but we're still making money, um, making, making pounds and making money. So when you, you know, by this time, y'all, you already know what your corn crop is. You've done pull some ears back. We know we got through pollination well. We had a good ear set. Our tip back, you know, we, we, we're still pushing. It's making out the end. We see the progress. When you see that progress, don't pull your foot off of it. Give it some more on the late season, on the tail end. And then also, you know, these products that we're using, a lot of these are triggers in the plant. We talk about triggers a lot. It triggers to make it pull up more than what you're just putting on. This foiler ain't just a foiler. You know, so it's we're triggering to keep it pumping, keep it thinking that that everything's going good and it needs more. And we're putting weight into those kernels, you know. I got a question. So, so you've seen it. Go ahead. Do you think that when we put the PGR in there, Chad, it helped trigger because you made me think about that. You think it helped trigger and make that plant pull in more than what it originally would have? Do you think that that's part of what we're seeing? It, it did. It did. I think so. And, you know, it all according to, you know, me and you had this discussion before, you know, we, we sure do label PGR, 
man, we put that PGR in a broad spectrum. So if anybody's going to do this before next year or thinking about doing this, man, call us. Let's ha have a talk about it because there's yeah. we, we generically put PGR, we say PGR, and it's so vast that using the wrong PGR here might not be good either. So we need to make sure and use there's, – there's several that we can use that are – that are good for this application. So just know yeah. know what you're using. No, how about that? Know, know which PGR you're using. But you both yeah. agree that it's beyond just nutrition, fungicide, insecticide, all that stuff at the end. You think the plant growth regulator at the end also was a contributory factor because as, as uh, Temple keeps talking about, the synergistic effect. It, it's, like a wa it's like a wake up. Like it, yep. it wakes that thing up, shake it up. Make it pull yep. in more, and I yep. I really do think and, and that's Temple's got a, part of it. Temple's got a story on another day that he would probably tell you on his soybeans and how he approaches that. You know, if we ever have one of these on soybeans, he'll talk to you about why he puts. We will have on one of these on soybeans. And I think that's a good place to leave this, but that's an interesting thing on the way out the door. That you think the plant growth regulator might have helped make that plant that thought it was about done, yep. uh, kick yep. into gear so to absorb did. everything. <laughs> And so did the sugar, and so did the fungicide, and yeah. so did the this is, this, and so did the When, when, when <laughs> Chad and I were talking about this, we were talking about this one fact. How can we put all these things together, and what products do we use to make it all have a synergetic effect with each other? And that's why we chose the program that we chose. Right or wrong, Chad? Correct. So it all works together. All right. His name is Temple Rhodes. He's our buddy from Maryland. And uh, he's joined by Chad Henderson, one of the original founders of Extreme Ag. And if you want to see more great stuff, seriously, we got like hundreds of these videos and podcasts, Cutting the Curve. We've been doing this now for 15 months since I joined the guys. And we produce some really good stuff. Please share it. It'll cost nothing. Put it out there. Share it with people that can benefit from this and make more money on their farm. Because as Chad Henderson said, it's all about making money. It's neat to talk about yields and contests and trophies and all that. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's a business. And these guys are business people. And they are helping you with your business. Thanks for being here, guys. Till next time, it's Cutting the Curve, and I'm Damian Mason. Thanks for listening to another edition of Cutting the Curve. For more information that you can apply to your farm operation, visit extremeag.farm. Are your crops stressed out? Ag Explorer has you covered with a full line of products to help protect your crop from environmental stressors such as cold and wet or heat and drought. Check out agexplorer.com and start protecting your yields and profits. <laughs>